say it together. For this is how God loved the world. He gave us one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. That really speaks about the story of God's grace. Can you guess how many times the word grace appears in the New Testament? I want to have a, have a guess how many times the word grace appears. Very close. Well done. It's 127, so lots and lots of times. Well done, Alexa. Lots and lots of times the word grace appears. And one way to think about grace is in, um, what's the word? Um, what's the word whenever you have those letters of a word that say a saying? Acronym, is it? Here we go. God's riches at Christ's expense. And so that verse tells us that Jesus was talking about himself and he gave his life for us. He came to live among us. He laid down his life so that he would take the punishment for our sin and we would have life and we would receive God's grace. So grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Now there's another word in the Bible that I want to tell you about and it is, oh, in fact, we'll mention as well where this appeared in our reading today. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Let's say the last part together. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that no one can boast about it. So grace is a wonderful gift. There's another word I want to think about as well, and it's this word here, mercy. Now, to help us to understand what mercy is, I need three volunteers. So, can I have three volunteers to come up? Any volunteers? Brilliant. Alexa, one. Two more volunteers. Brilliant. Victoria and Elizabeth, come on up. Brilliant. Fantastic. If you stand here, Alexa, that is brilliant. And... In fact, we'll give you a sign each. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, we've got an extra volunteer. Brilliant. Okay, so you, Victoria, are Bill. And you, Elizabeth, are Bill's dad. And you two are the judge. So come on over here a second, judge. Could you share that seat? We're going to have two judges today. Brilliant. And Bill, you're going to stand there. You sure? Great. And then Bill's dad, can you come over here, Bill's dad, and stand here? Okay, we're going to look and see what mercy is like. So this is Bill. Now, Bill did something that was very, very naughty. Bill stole some sweets from Asda. Oh. But Bill's very sorry about this. But Bill was caught stealing sweets from Asda. The police arrested Bill, and eventually Bill ended up in court. This is only make-believe, by the way, okay? So, Bill ended up in court in front of the judge. Sometimes there's more than one judge in the courts in Northern Ireland. Sometimes there used to be three. Today there are two. And I forgot, hold on a second, that there are some words that the judge is going to say. So there's the words. I'll come back to you in a wee second. Just take a wee look. And uh, then there's going to be some words as well from Bill's dad in a moment as well. So, Bill is standing before the judge, and the judge says to Bill, 
Bill, you're guilty of shoplifting. I am finding you $1,000. Wow. That is a lot, isn't it? And it was said with feeling as well. You notice that with the judge? It was said with feeling. So, Bill is a bit saddened by this because Bill only gets two pounds a week in pocket money, and a thousand pounds is a lot of money. So, Bill basically goes, mm, I'm in trouble. But notice what happens next. Bill's dad comes on the scene, and Bill's dad says to Bill, Bill, I know that you are sorry for what you have done. I will pay your fine totally and completely. Fantastic. I think we should give them all a round of applause. Brilliant. You have a seat. Well done, team. That was fab. So that helps us to understand a wee bit about mercy. Well done, team. Judges and Bill's father and fantastic. So that is to do to show us what mercy is about. And we read a wee bit about mercy in our reading today. I think we have it on the screen. For God is so rich in mercy that He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. Let's say this last bit together. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. So God gives us His mercy, and that means that we are rescued by God. And remember at the start, we talked about the fact that, that grace is getting what we don't deserve. Well, here's a definition for mercy. Mercy is not getting what we do deserve. So all of us are like Bill. We do things that are wrong, and it means that justice needs to be done because God's a God of justice. But God, in His mercy, has shown us mercy in Jesus. And Jesus is the one who's taken the punishment for us, and it means we get to go free. And the Bible tells us, when Paul's writing to the church in Rome, he says to them, this is how we should respond to the grace and mercy of God. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, be transformed by starting to think and act in an entirely new way. Next week, we're going to celebrate Holy Communion. And so this week is an opportunity for us to get our lives straight with God. It used to be in the church years ago that quite often that we'd focus on the week coming up to a time of communion as a particular time of saying, you know, God's called me to get my life in order because of the mercy He's shown me, and I want to live a life which is good and holy and pleasing to God. So what I'd love us to do is take this week to say, God, show me anything in my life which I'm holding on to which is wrong, all of us have things that we need to say sorry for. That's why we come to Jesus Christ. That's why we come to church. It's why we have Holy Communion. But we need to examine our lives and say, is there anything that I'm doing that I've got in the pattern of that I'm holding on to that is just wrong? And allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and through the Bible or through perhaps a parent or someone who loves us who'll say to us, you know, I think that what you're doing in that situation it needs to change. Because we receive God's grace 
by, the Bible says, faith, believing Jesus Christ is the one who rescues us, and also through repentance. And repentance means we stop doing the things that are wrong. And we, the things that are wrong cause hurt to us, they cause hurt to the people around us, and they break the heart of the one who gave us life for us, Jesus Christ. So if there's anything in our lives which doesn't bring a smile to God's face, this week is a particular opportunity to fix it. So if there's someone who's hurt us, and we're saying, I'm not willing to forgive them, this week is an opportunity to say, Lord, I'm going to forgive them, help me to forgive them. Or if there's something in your life which is it's impure, that in some way you're using your body in an impure way or looking at things in an impure way, today and this week is an opportunity to say, Lord, I'm putting that behind me. I'm going to live in a different way. If there's anything that comes out of our mouths, whether it's gossip or foul language or dragging people down or shooting people down with our tongue, we need to say, Lord, I'm going to stop doing that. Help me to stop doing that. If there's something we're doing wrong with our money, if we're shortchanging anybody, particularly the tax man, this week's an opportunity to say, I'm going to put that right. And then to come around the Lord's table next week and to know the fact that we come as those who need forgiveness, who need help to lead a new life, but who are utterly determined to live in a new way because the grace and the mercy of God is lavished on those who come in faith and repentance. This is how Paul wrote to Titus, a, a Christian leader in the Bible, to say, for the grace of God has been revealed. In other words, he was talking about Jesus bringing salvation to all people, and we're instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in an evil world with wisdom and righteousness and devotion to God, while we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior will be revealed. He gave us life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us His very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. That verse is reminding us that the day will come when all of us will stand like Bill before the judge, and the judge is Jesus. The judgment has already, in a lot of ways, taken place, and the one who sits on the throne will have marks in his hand and marks on his feet and a mark in his side because he's given his life that we may receive mercy and grace. And we come knowing that we have trusted in him, that we've thrown ourselves on his mercy. He'll say to us, because he is also the one who in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit declares that we are forgiven and we are set free. And so that day need have no fear for us. Let's stand together. In a moment, we're going to pray a prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and we're also going to sing our final song. But as we think about the, the service of communion next week and living a life of forgiveness and grace, what I'd love us to do is just 
share the peace together and to go around and just shake hands and, and to bless people. And nothing needs to be said, but if there's anything that you just want to put your hand out and in the quietness of your heart say, the Lord bless you. It gives an opportunity if someone finds it difficult to live with us and we find it difficult to live with them, just to look them in the eye and say, God bless you. And may that be the start of the continuation of a journey to those in the family of God and those outside the family of God to say, I'm going to live a life of forgiveness and a life of peace with people. The peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. Let's bless one another. Shake hands and share the peace. So as we stand, we're going, to, we're going to pray together, and we're going to join together in the Lord's Prayer as we stand together, and uh, the words are on the screen. It's a wonderful prayer that reminds us of the love and the grace of God. It reminds us that He gives us everything we need, including the strength to live a life of grace a life of forgiving and being forgiven, a life to live to His glory. So let's join together as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, our Father in heaven. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your grace and mercy. And Lord, I declare your grace and mercy over us. Lord, speak to us by your Holy Spirit that we may live lives of holiness, live lives of purity and joy and peace. Lord, live as living sacrifices that brings a smile to your face and honor to the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We receive your mercy and forgiveness. We receive your grace in the strong name of Jesus Christ, who gave us life for us. And in his name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together.
Lord, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit, you've given us the gift of spiritual sight. And Lord, that we get to see your mercy and your goodness. And we get to see it in the words of Scripture. We get to see it in the community of the Church of God. We get to see it in the eyes of our brothers and sisters. And Lord, we get to see it in the place of prayer, the place of meeting with you. And Father, we look forward to that day when we will see Jesus face to face. And we thank you, Lord, 